Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It may seem like an unbelievable story, but it is called inculcation. When you take something familiar to a child and you twist it to your own purposes it seems completely plausible. And it happens with adults, too. I mean, it's not just children. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls. And the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives. And that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you. What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story, what happened to them, how they got through, and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hello, my beautiful friends. I hope you're having a great week. Do you follow me over on Instagram? I'm there every day posting and connecting with everyone. If you're on Instagram, please come and find me at my big love project. I would love to connect with you there. On the Heal blog this week, I am sharing eight ways that a controlling environment leads to trauma. If you grew up with a controlling parent, if you felt that you were trapped inside a framework of rigid rules and boundaries and expectations, take a look at this blog post and find out some of the ways that trauma 
might have been playing out for you. The link to this blog post is in the show notes. Childhood grooming is, I think, a terrifying concept for all of us because innocent children are manipulated under the watch of their own parents and caregivers and our main job as a parent is to keep our child safe. Today I am sharing Jan's story of being groomed in a completely elaborate manipulation that kept Jan an emotional prisoner to this manipulator for years. Her parents were manipulated. In fact, her entire community believed that this sociopath was a good church-going man and that allowed him to continue to abuse and manipulate and he was never questioned, even when events became quite bizarre. We pick the story up as Jan is describing how this man called B organized to take her horse riding one day and swapped out her allergy medication for a sleeping pill so that she could be easily abducted. Unbeknownst to me, he has replaced my allergy medicine because I'm allergic to horses and cats and a few other things. He has replaced that little capsule with a sleeping some sort of sleeping pill. So I fall fast, fast, fast asleep and I don't remember how or when. I know I remember feeling tired and I used to curl up on the side of the, you know, back then we didn't even wear seat belts or anything and the, the front seat was just one big seat, right? And I remember just curling up and kind of leaning on the door, the arm of the door and just falling asleep. And I don't remember anything after that until I woke up to the sound of that, you know, uh, monotone, high-pitched, staccato voice that scared me so badly because it sounded like exactly when, when he'd take all the kids to the science fiction movies or we'd sit and watch Lost in Space or Star Trek. All of that was very popular in the 70s, those kind of shows. And he made sure that we had seen a lot of them. That was part of his grooming. But we didn't know. It was innocent, you know. Oh, let's watch Planet of the Apes tonight, everybody. It's the, it's this new show on TV. And, and you know, Gail will bring the cookies. And, and Marianne, you make the popcorn. And, I mean, he just had every piece of this puzzle planned out. And so when I woke up, strapped down at my, my wrists and my ankles were strapped to the bed. I couldn't move except to kind of lift my head up and my shoulders up a little bit to that box, that sound, I immediately connected all those dots that I had been taken by a UFO. And, you know, people ask me, well, how long did it take for him to brainwash you? I said, all of that grooming is brainwashing. It took 10 seconds. I'm, I'm 12 and I'm a young 12. I'm a tiny little 12. You know, I'm an innocent 12. I don't hit puberty till I'm 17 years old. I'm way, you know, I'm not stupid, but I'm, I'm, I live in an innocent, I'm a child. You're yeah. A child. And it's amazing that someone who seemed like a person that, you know, if my parents had died, my sisters and I would have wanted, you know, them to raise us, you know, or that someone that, that can convince you that can manipulate you into thinking that they love you like a like a father or a favorite uncle or 
a best friend as he was to my dad could do that to a child, it really is just horrific. So basically, it was repeating certain phrases over and over again. And I would fall in and out of this deep sleep, and it would wake me up, and then I'd fall back asleep. And I'd be untethered. And it would say, you can now go to the bathroom. We've been watching you since you were born. We have all of your favorite foods. You have a very important mission to accomplish. Female companion, that's what they always called me, never by my name, female companion. Now there is a male companion that we are going to make sure will take care of you in preparing you for the mission. You know, and then as time went on, this is over a couple of days, it would repeat all of those things over and over again. And I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up and I'd eat my favorite foods that were in the cooler that were there in the back. And like, oh my gosh, these people have really been watching me and that I'm a special child or a special person. I can't remember if they, if they, if they called me a child or not, but I remember female companion, you are special. You are chosen one. You are the chosen one for our planet, for our earth. You are part of of us. And as time goes on, they're saying things like you are half alien, half human, you will have child to save our planet, you know, things like that. And it just is like, of course, looking back with, you know, your view of I'm an adult now, and I can see all the brainwashing techniques that were used. I've studied brainwashing so that I would be able to put labels on things. But it's very common for someone to take a familiar story and then change things just slightly. And so for me, growing up a Christian and having Christmas every year and acting out the Christmas story, when the alien voices are telling me, your mother, my mother's name is Mary, you know, and your your father is just your earthly, he's like your caretaker, like Joseph, but your real father is a person from our planet, and your mother had you, she doesn't remember being overshadowed by this other person, this alien, you know, God, and now you are that special child that will now have the Savior to save our dying planet because our planet is dying. It's a huge amount of pressure for a 12-year-old, and it may seem like an unbelievable story, but it is called inculcation. When you take something familiar to a child and you twist it to your own purposes, it seems completely plausible. And it happens with adults, too. I mean, it's not just children. You know, it was really, really nefarious, yeah. the planning and how he planned that, you know, using familiar things or using, you know, tenants from my, you know, religious background and, and belief and, and, and going on a mission, you know, having a, a purpose that was bigger than this life and that, you know, that I took it on. I mean, I believed it was real, 150%. What happens is within about three days... I, I believe, of course, I don't have a watch or a clock on the wall, but I think it was about three days from the t amount of time that I was in and out of deep sleep and that I was eating back there. There was a partition, so I couldn't see who was driving the motorhome. I knew I was moving. I knew I was in a motorhome, but I didn't know who was driving. Well, the voice says, we need you to now go to the front of the motorhome, and there you will meet the male companion. So I wake up from another deep sleep. This is what my instructions are. The partition between the back 
part of the motorhome and the front part was gone or in the wall or something. It wasn't locked anymore. And so I was able to walk to the front and who should be laying on the little sofa covered with blood? I thought he was dead, but B, this person that was like my favorite uncle that I'm like, someone familiar. I've been in terror for, you know, 72 hours. And now I see this person that loves me that I know and I'm waking him up and, oh, B, B, you have to wake up. We've been taken. We've been taken, you know, and he wakes up and he's like, great actor. You know, what happened, Dolly? We were, he called me Dolly. Dolly, we were driving out to go horseback riding. I saw this white light. The car went out of control. Oh no, are you okay? And he's got cuts on him and he's bleeding and you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And of course, you know, from then on, we were in this together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oh, he's the male companion. I don't even know what that fully means yet. I don't know that that means I'm eventually going to be abused and then eventually raped by this person. I don't know that. But that's exactly how it unfolds. And it's almost like he's playing along with this whole thing. And he's like, well, I don't want to hurt you. And I'm sorry about this. And, you know, but this is what we have to do in order to make sure we accomplish the mission. And we certainly don't want them to take Susan, who's also half alien and half human, because there's more things coming. And, and, there's threats and rewards that that are so carefully placed and for children it's such a confusing thing it was almost six weeks just shy of six weeks when the mexican police the uh, federales came early in the morning to the motorhome door and broke the door down and came in stormed the motorhome grabbed him grabbed me put us in a, a little van with about six six police officers and basically took us to the to the kind of one of those courtyard type of jails where there were you know jails but there was a big courtyard and I was put into a, a room on a chair and of course I don't speak the the language um, at that time and and it was just he was taken to some cell and it was scary and I just sat there, you know, waiting for something to happen. And eventually, um, one of the guards came in and said, come, you know, come, you know, this way. And, and they took me down into the 
like the lower level of this prison where you walk down these stairs and it was really damp and had kind of this musty smell. I remember that very pungent smell and walked me to where his cell was, where he was. And then they they opened the door and let me go into his cell. And while I was in there, he had given, uh, he told me, and of course I could see it on the guard, I have given my ring to this guard. That's how I got you down here because the two aliens who had names, I mean, he made it all very personal. Like, I mean, of course, I don't think it's him doing this at the time, but so Zeta and Zethra were the names of, of the two alien females that I could hear talking to me all the time. They had names, you know, they were real. And he said, they've come to me and they've told me that, um, we can't talk about four things. And if we do, we're going to be vaporized. And I said, what does that mean? What is vaporized? He said, I don't know. Maybe it's like burning in scalding water or something. I don't know. You know, this is the kind of, you know, threats that, that kept me quiet for four years now. You know, it goes on for four more years. Um, and so you can't talk about them, the aliens. You can't talk about the mission. You can't talk about all of the stuff that we have to do in order to, you know, hopefully we'll get get this alien baby inside of you so that you can have the baby for the dying planet. And then you can't talk about the sleeping, relaxing pills and medications and stuff that he would give me. Same kind of sleeping stuff that that he did when he drugged me to get me into the motorhome. So I I was like, I won't tell, I won't say anything, I won't do anything. And of course I didn't. And so that's how things went on. Things continued to go on that otherwise would not have happened if he had not so carefully, you know, mentally uh, tormented my every waking moment so that even when he was not there, I was positive that they were watching me because they've been watching me since I was born. And so those were the things that kept happening as he was, you know, my parents came. I was so happy to see them, but I didn't tell them anything other than, wait, we can't leave. We can't leave Mexico. Uh, we have to take B with us, you know, which uh, didn't happen. But shortly after he was extradited and then I, I mean, it went on. Mm-hmm. He, of course, made bail and and he would show up in my bedroom and put the box there. The box would turn on. I would hear the voices. And then he would be standing there, you know, in his socks. And it was terrifying. And so it went on. I would get notes from, you know, people that I didn't know at school that would say, you need to ride your bike to this phone booth at the corner of Center and, you know, whatever, and 17th. And and I would go on my bike, mom, I'm home from school, I'm going to go on a bike ride. And I'd ride to that phone booth and sit on the floor and wait for it to ring. And sure enough, it would. And it would be him, or it would be one of those voices from the aliens on the other end of it, telling me what to do next. It was just so psychological terror is really, is really what the experience was. I was almost more afraid of all of that than even the abuse and the rape and the constant, you know, trying to figure out 
where can I go to hide so that he can come there and then do its dirty work because we got to have this baby to save this dying planet or I'm never going to get out of this and my little sister's going to be taken because that was one of the threats. So you do everything you're told. If you're if you're threatening a member of a child's family, like one of the threats was that my sister Karen would go blind or that my dad would be removed and I knew that that meant he would be killed or that Susan would be taken because she was also half alien, half human. Kids do whatever they have to do to protect those most important people in their life. That's why they don't tell. Even if we have wonderful conversations and we, like we did, our parents, I mean, we were all probably more naive than we are today. Didn't have a lot of information or, I mean, none of us had hit the age where we were talking about, you know, sex and things like that really yet. I was nine. I mean, I'd asked a few questions, you know, and my mom had been, you know, this is where babies come from and this is how it happens, but not in lots of detail. I mean, we weren't there yet. And so then all of this comes and happens and it's just, it's just been a journey. It's been a journey. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.